If you or I were writing an account of the birth of the Savior of humanity, we wouldn't set it in an unflattering or desperate situation. Christ, born into temporary accommodations, as we all know, there was no room at the inn, is laid in a feeding trough. Choirs of angels do not appear over the newborn child. Kings, religious leaders, civil leaders do not come to him, and the Magi would not arrive until much later. The newborn Lord appeared to the lowest. Think about this, a teen couple, unnamed attendants, and to shepherds. Authors of the time might hesitate to include that detail of shepherds because they were socially ungraceful, smelly, rough around the edges, yet heaven announces the birth of the Son of God to these social outsiders. In the classic Christmas hymn, What Child Is This?, in the second verse we sing, Why lies he in such mean estate, where ox and lamb are feeding? Good Christians fear, for sinners hear, the silent word is pleading. The phrase mean estate beautifully captures the scene, while it may sound strange to the modern ear. It's an old English manner of referring to the insulting, unflattering, uncomfortable circumstance that Christ was born into. He wasn't born in a mansion. He would grow to build one. He wasn't born to kings or governors. He was born for them. He was born among and for those who recognize their poverty, their own mean estate in sin. In Luke 2 verse 10, the angel announces, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim good news to you, which will be great joy to all the people. How do the gospel authors affirm this announcement to all the people? Well, Matthew, in chapter 1 of his gospel, accounts for the genealogy of Christ back to Abraham, and he includes the great names in Israel's history. He is clearly writing the account to Jewish ears, yet he includes the names of three women, Tamar, Rahab, and Ruth. While these women would have been known to the Jewish audience, Matthew is pointing to something greater. In Luke 3, the physician and historian Luke includes a genealogical record of Jesus as well. But unlike Matthew, who traces Jesus back to Abraham and the calling of a chosen people, Luke traces Jesus back to Adam, as Jesus will be the second or final Adam, according to Paul. Matthew, for the Jews, is laying a missiological statement of the coming of the Messiah and fulfillment of Abrahamic promise, showing the catching up of the faithful from the nations as well, lowly women in that instance. For Gentiles, Luke is showing that Messiah was not only born as the greater promised son and lamb for Abraham, but also as the Savior for all peoples as the final Adam. Can you relate to any of these people, the faithful among Israel anxiously waiting, the rejected or outcast woman, the fallen man? Then recognize that Christ was born in that mean estate for you, for me, and for all people. He became as the lowly in order to reach the lowly, in order that in him, the Savior, the risen Lord, we might become overcomers, seated with him in heavenly places. (laughs) 